0: What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Tim Hyde live on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel on a Wednesday night. It's February 7th. It's 8 o'clock Eastern time on the dot. And we're talking some Notre Dame football and recruiting. Tim,
1: you doing well, my friend? I feel like we haven't caught up in a little while. So what's new with you, man? Hey, I became an uncle for the 14th time. Uh, just 24 hours ago, so life is good. Life nice. is good. That's yeah. That's 14. I got 14 uncle gifts now. I got to do, so I'm hyped up. So
0: 14 is a good bit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, 14 of those. So that's cool. So I'm the I'm the crazy uncle at uh, Thanksgiving. So there you go.
0: Yeah. Jay Carr says Tim's on a boat. Uh, Convict Inc. says hit that like. So please do that frank says congrats uncle hyde yeah yes. definitely congrats uh tim um and i need to let you know and let the people know that i will be off next week um so no show tim so let your wife know no show next wednesday uh because <laughs> the caribbean can... is this
1: your uh, yearly caribbean cruise
0: no, Tim, what's amazing about this trip is usually if I do some kind of cruise or something I get. Well, I did last May or yeah. um, one of our best friends here turned 30 and we went to uh, Mexico, Cancun for her. You know what I'm doing? Oh, boy. Not a damn thing.
1: Yeah. It's going to yeah, be amazing. amazing. I mean, we're going to go long. stay at
0: our condo for a couple nights and then we're going to come back home and, um, you know, we're going to go see Hamilton. It's coming to town, so that's going to be really cool. But otherwise, dude. I'm not doing I'm not traveling really anywhere. So it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be nice.
1: You're gonna do you're gonna do your show with Kyle on Friday and then you're like see you guys in a- pretty,
0: yeah, pretty much. We have our big recruiting magazine, which I would recommend folks yeah. check out bluegoldonline.com for that. Um, but um that's due next Tuesday It's our published date. Okay. So I'm kind of getting all my stuff turned in, you know, but prior to Sunday is my goal to have everything done so I can unplug um completely so that would be that'd be nice
1: yeah that's funny just 30 seconds where we get going i know i texted you like a couple weeks ago we were chatting about something and i literally am started i started going through all my blue and golds and just trying to find the the february one you know the the recruiting issue the march one whatever the 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 month is yeah going all the way back to uh a lot of those whole cheers that I mean, that's that was the magazine. It's the same thing. Obviously, back then it was all paper. Now it's glossy. It's its own little yeah. showcase, so to speak, which is awesome. So you haven't told me who's on the cover, so I don't want to know. Oh, oh, you're right. You know, I, told to you told me we haven't
0: finalized. We haven't finalized the cover. It's a the big text idea. of it needs to change, and I'm going to explain why actually in our first topic. Okay. But there are two players on there, Tim. I'll give you a guess. If you can pick the two players that are on there, I'll tell you if it's yes or no, and if you got it correct.
1: Well, you got to go. I mean, CJ Carr has got to be one of them.
0: I'm not saying yes or no. You got to pick the two. This is a parlay. So, who do you think Carr would be on there with?
1: I'll go Carr and Cam Williams on the on this year's cover. Ding, 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 really? ding. Holy, look at Tim Hyde. Look at that. No, Dude, they. Okay. Well, when we were talking about the
0: cover, the. Last year, we put Drake Bowen on there um, from a visit photo. And then the year before was Jalen Snead, a picture I took. And then the year before that was Blake Fisher, a picture I took. And I've just really been liking those visit photos for the cover of this magazine um, as my cat just decided to jump into my lap as we record this. Um, But, uh, yeah, as soon as you started talking about the cover, I was like, man, there's I remember a photo shoot that Cam Williams and CJ Carr took together in a spring visit last year. And okay. we got to put that on the cover and uh, we got the thumbs up to do that. So that's going to be really cool. So again, bluegoldonline.com. I'm going to type it in the YouTube chat if I can. Okay. So blue gold online. Nobody. Sorry. It's this is very professional
1: have, organization
0: have, we have going on here. So I bluegoldonline.com. This, our magazine is obviously – it's, it, it's kind of – weird to explain because it's both blue and gold, but it's kind of like a separate entity. And that like, if you're a magazine subscriber, you, that doesn't mean you get the website subscription and vice versa. Um, so yeah. No,
1: if you're, um, uh, It's you know,
0: bluegoldonline.com, not blue. And
1: yeah, I, well, yeah. If anyone doesn't get blue and gold, definitely get it. But the recruiting one, it's a keepsake. The The way, the way it's been done as of late, it's just a hundred percent recruiting issue full dive into everything. So I want to, yeah, Like I was telling you, Mike, when I text you, I've been starting to just go through them all. Found Goolsbee's when he signed, I had to read the little hype they wrote on him, which was fun. But, uh, yeah, I want to say I got like 30 of them. So I'm starting to stack those bad boys and it's possible yeah. awesome back 10 years from now. And especially now with the portal, it's going to be 10 years from now, it's going to be even wilder to read, but to see who's who, who's in the NFL, who made it, all those types of things going back to the loose emoji you know rule of threes when it comes to recruiting which we'll get into later but uh yeah it's it's a great issue so i'm glad we got to chat about that to start the show
0: yeah so in you know you, you have your big hut, subhead or whatever and then you have like that that short little sentence that you know gives you a little sneak peek of the magazine well you know we had like a oh cam williams cj card lead the notre dame class and it, it said something like. Third straight top ten class. And as you told me today, I didn't realize this. Someone
1: no posted it. Yeah. Notre
0: Dame fell out of the freaking top ten today of the on um, three inch team industry rankings. Um, which was like, damn, I hadn't
1: I mean so where I knew was it was, was I knew it, it was it?
0: possible that this could happen. So whenever I was like Notre Dame, you know me, Tim. You yeah. read my articles, you listen to me yap. Yeah. Yeah. I love that stat.
1: Oh, and now seven. they
0: fell to eleven. Look how close it is. Florida's oh, at ninety two point zero two, and Notre Dame's at ninety one point nine five. It's so close, um, but you know, I will add a little. Just a. a so problem.
1: where do they drop in the industry? What? Which one? It's like they drop in. I don't know.
0: Or? I think okay. Well, okay. ten. See, that's what it, it's. It's not that. Notre Dame dropped because their rankings hasn't changed. Just yeah. Florida got a player that yeah. moved them up. Is that who it
1: was? Was Florida? Florida, Florida jumped. Yeah. I
0: mean, Florida's in ten. So
1: yeah, I, I didn't know if they win or Oklahoma went. Florida jumped. I don't remember the last top ten. So you know?
0: so Justin just asked in the chat, any chance we can rise again? Yeah, maybe if someone has a decommitment or you know. <laughs> but otherwise, I will. So this is the on three industry team ranking. Um, which it's an average of your recruit ranking. It's not like the weird arbitrary point system at rivals that I hated. Um, but if you remove the industry part, and now it just says team football recruiting rankings, Notre Dame's still at eight. Um, okay. So I know you on three people, do you think on three's ratings suck? Okay. I'm sorry that you don't like, you know, the the website that ranks Notre Dame the highest right now, uh, at least to mine. I'll just have I checked. Um, so the industry is actually bringing Notre Dame's ranking down again. So on three, has Notre Dame ranked eighth, and that's just the on three player rankings. But when you include the twenty four seven ESPN Arrivals player rankings, Notre Dame goes down to eleventh. It's a
1: pitch. It, Yeah, it's crazy. It's, uh, it's bad.
0: so there you go. So there you go. Um, but yeah, what? But I I then can't go. Oh, this is a still a top ten class. When we do industry ranking, like when you read my articles at Bloom Gold, I don't use the on three ranking. I use the industry ranking. Sometimes I'll make a note of both rankings, but we go with the industry ranking. Um, so, Tim, if you, when you look at this top, say top eleven, yeah. what are your what are your thoughts here? Do you look
1: at the top? You say, "Wow, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State." You know who who would have thunk it? Well, that's why I, I call them the big three. People don't like when I call them that, but they are the big three when it comes to recruiting. but I you know what, Mike, I um, I'm always fast I mean since you know especially since freeman i and I even went back and charted like Kelly's class, you know the the reboot starting with the seventeen class all the way to now. And I'm always trying to see how close are they to a top five? And I know I talked about this before, they are like one player away. Yeah. Every, the last few classes, literally one guy away from being a top five. Even that, Mike, even this year, it's funny you bring that up. I actually, um, during lunch today, I was like, I need something to do for 20 minutes. And I, Miami's number five, right? They, yeah, they stayed at number five. This, this is crazy. Miami, number five, Notre Dame 11. This is how close they are. The blue chip for Miami, they're top heavy, they're 48% blue chip ratio. Only 48, they're a top five class with only under 50% four and five stars.
0: So how does that make you feel about your beloved blue chip ratio?
1: Well, it's just massively top heavy, which goes back to Notre Dame, I think, is 0.8 points away, meaning they're one guy away. Miami got two Chicago guys. Had you know, Notre Dame you know, gotten a Justin Scott or Marquise Lightfoot, let's say Notre Dame is number five. That's how darn close they are. Check this out. A couple little data things. Mike Singer always loves the data, so I get the data. Notre Dame, I'm a big – and uh, looking at players ranked 500 and lower. So you got, obviously, Miami ranked number five. Miami has 10 players ranked 500 or lower. Notre Dame's only seven. Ten. Once again, massively top heavy. And then uh, another little stat is I heard Charles Power talk about this one time, talking about you know NFL guys. So I like to use the NFL number from one to 270, in the 260s, depending on how many supplemental picks you get, so to speak. Miami with 12 in the top 260, Notre Dame 11, so they're basically tied. Once again, one player away. So it, it it's wild. Even though they're 11, they are closer to five than they are, like 15, 16. You know what I mean? Dropping even lower. So. And it's been like that with the twenty three class, the twenty two class. How one guy away. So uh, Notre Dame has. You know, I mean, I mean, you, you talk about this a thousand times. How it it is different, but it just it got it has to keep going to another level, another level. And I think, I mean, you know, those guys are working at it. So it's um it's it's a fascinating thing to see how close Notre Dame is. And I, I found that fascinating because I I clicked on the blue chips of all the top ten. And only the, you know, the big three, I think someone, I think Florida has 70 out of 70%. Yeah, let me pull it up. But, every, you know, but Notre Dame and a bunch of others are right in that high 50 range this year. It's like a hodgepodge of the same type of guys. And, you know, obviously the big three are, are just just crazy high as could be up there. with their, yeah. right there. But, uh, it, No, it's interesting. Um, 500 and below. Like I said, Miami's number five. They signed 10. Georgia only signed three bama Ohio State only signed four so and that's like the most Bama's done in ages I think if I remember right from looking at them before so just cool a little fun with numbers with recruiting but it's even though you say 11 it's like a giant five teams are all within yeah you know one guy uh apart so it's pretty close it's a solid class which is three years consecutive with three minutes the Highest three-year blue chip ratio total rolling over three years that they've had since this has gone out. So um, just keep stock, you know, stacking players, and obviously they're doing that with this twenty-five class right now.
0: Folks got a couple of questions to ask you, and it's: Are you a corporate executive? Ex- excuse me, a displaced corporate executive? Um, are you looking to put your life and career in your own hands? Maybe you're an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify. Well, Andy Ludicky can help you out. Andy's a huge college sports fan and franchise veteran. Having owned multiple franchises and businesses and using Andy's expertise, he's going to help you find your American dream through a very thorough consultation and evaluation process. So give Andy a call. Put your life and career in your own hands. And best of all, his services are 100% free to you. So what do you have to lose? Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Give Andy a call at 404-973-9901. Myperfectfranchise.net. Tim, hey, did you get to watch my uh video on John Kennedy's channel with
1: uh Goul Speed, you get to see that? No, I didn't even know you did that. Yeah. You sent me a link or something. I'm gonna watch it you know, you know, me and doing dishes, that's mandatory. So No, no, I did. So it's all to check that out. Yeah, that's pretty kind of good. but I didn't. I didn't so read folks,
0: it. if this is the first you're hearing of it too, go to John's channel. Always Irish. Check it out and comment. Say, hey, Mike Singer sent me. Mike Singer told me to come watch. So, uh, um, yeah, John. John's a a, a friend, and uh, you know, does great work. And and we had Ghouls be on there too. So it was like part. Let's just kind of shoot the you know shoot the shit about uh you know Notre Dame's 2024 season. And then uh, transitioned into, they just kind of rapid fire asked me about my job. So if you're uh, interested in like the, a little bit behind the scenes on what kind of goes through my mind in reporting and reporting and, and some of these things, uh, you can check that out over at uh, the Always Irish YouTube channel. So it was really cool. It was really cool. So again,
1: oh, I had a lot of fun with that.
0: Uh, moving along the show, uh, Mr. Hyde. Uh, we we're gonna maybe talk about this last week if i remember um and then we push oh. into this week looking at the way too early depth charts on both sides of the ball that uh, our co-workers jack sobel um and tyler horka put out so i figured tim do you just want to like go through it yeah just yeah. go through both yeah. sides of the ball and
1: it's a perfect uh, time here in the first week of february you're getting ready to hit vacation let's see the way too early and uh We'll see what changes here, obviously, when Spring ball uh, gets rocking here pretty soon.
0: So this is the offense. Jack Sobel wrote this. Any quarterback? He has Steve Angeli. Oh, damn it. Oh No, he's got Riley Leonard. So he got Riley Leonard, one, Steve Angeli, two. And then he's got, you know, others listed. Kenny Minchie and CJ Carr. I know people think that Angeli might, you know, get jumped by Minchie or... I just would be shocked if that happens, but uh, I've been shocked before, um, but I, I do like Angeli and, there.
1: And, and just to bounce off your point, um, if Steve stays number two, that means he's just obviously just keeps improving since he's been there. I mean, he's going to hold off two really good quarterbacks. Menchie's a darn good football player. CJ Carr, I know he's only a freshman, darn good quarterback, so – Uh, those guys are going to – I mean, those are some big-time recruits, so you know they're going to get some reps. you got the new OC. They're going to see what they could do. So that's – I mean, I've I've been saying it. I can't wait. The battle for number two because it's going to set up 2025. It just is. It just is. And if it doesn't, like you said a week ago, go into the damn portal again. No, no, no. But they're not because the battle for number two is going to be vicious in a good way. Really highly competitive. You got three darn good quarterbacks, and we all know all three are not staying here through their, you know, they're all not getting a Notre Dame degree. Let's just be honest about that. So yeah. this is going to be a an epic battle for number two, because Riley Leonard, who know, heck, you know, he, he he got hurt last last year. You know, he's in a boot a week ago. Who's to say something doesn't happen again? Yeah
0: the whole boot yeah, I mean, thing like what the hell was that I, I have no idea what the hell i mean everyone and their brothers reporting about this and then the notre dame posts a picture of riley just working out and then he met with the media he's you know just in his tennis you know, i don't know what that was going on there but it, regardless he's going to be fine by spring ball so
1: no, exactly exactly but I mean, still
0: you got to knock on wood um,
1: you always have to be prepared and that's i mean if anything under marcus freeman it's be prepared, you know. Uh, as we've seen, you know, for for his two years, you just don't know. I mean, yeah. Evangeli, we didn't know he was going to be number two last year, and Buckner leaves. So yeah, you just yep. don't know how yeah. how this thing's going to play out over spring. But if Evangeli stays number two, seriously, seriously, give him a big high five because he he's going to earn it. Whoever comes yeah. out of spring has earned that right to be a uh, Riley Leonard. Yeah. yeah, and Jake Hart
0: says that's the biggest water bottle I've ever seen. Yeah, this it, it's a, a gigantic water bottle. So how I make sure, yeah, you know, it's like one of those like you go to the gas station, you have to spend three dollars on water, but I just kept it and uh, make sure I drink all my water. Um, so yes, we'll move along. Uh, running back Jeremiah Love one, Janarian Price two. I don't. Know if on all of these positions, if you just kind of go top, I, I guess he just went top two at all of these
1: and then and just kind of lumped
0: everyone else together. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Jeremiah Love, one Janarian Price, two. I'm I'm
1: going, would, with, I'm going with Price. I think I bet you Price, you is, Price, uh,
0: one, yeah, I think so, Price is your bell cow, and then Love is yeah. kind of like your, yeah, I mean, well, I, mean,
1: I mean, you can't go wrong with, with, I mean, they're both so darn talented, but uh. Man, what Price showed in that bowl game, because once again, he's coming back off that Achilles. And they did not just, you know, throw him into the fire, so to speak. He got his reps here and there, got a little taste, had a little specialty things. He was the screen guy, obviously the big kickoff return for a touchdown. And they just kept giving him. And I remember in an interview, he said, he's like, I'm ready. I'm 100 percent. Just give me more. But I think those Notre Dame coaches were like, obviously, we got this NFL running back and Andre Gestime sprinkle him in a little bit, and they kept doing it all year. He's a better running back, like as far as reading, cutting. He had a duo where he broke to the left outside for a big first down run, which is just natural instincts. Love is a freakish, skillful player. So I bet you at the end of the year, my prediction is uh, Jadarian's going to have the most carries when it's all said and done.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, moving along
0: to the receiver positions, interesting. I, I I have the. I'm going to be honest with you. I have not even looked over this yet. Uh, field Chris Mitchell, and then behind him Cam, boundary, Bo Collins behind him Jaden Thomas, slot Jaden Greathouse behind him Jaden or Jordan Faison, um and then Jaden Harrison the Marshall guy. Not even on. Not not in. Jack's too deep. This is a really difficult position to project. Deion Colsey, a senior, not in the too deep. Jaden Thomas, not your number one. Interesting stuff. Now, receivers rotate in and out a ton. Um, when you have a healthy room, like Notre Dame against Duke couldn't really do that. But, um, so at some of these positions, you know, they rotate a ton. It's more about snaps than like who's a starter. But, um, I mean, I know some Notre Dame fans would push back on some of this, especially like F- on. I think some Notre Dame fans might be like, take Faison of a great house. Um, and I could see like, hey, w- I- I'd rather go, you know, with our guy, Jaden Thomas, rather than the one-year rental. Um, what do you think about this, Tim? Year is probably the most interesting position um, to look at at yeah. all these spots.
1: I mean, you know, real quick, you know, let's just go, you know, Thomas, obviously, he's been around, you know, we know about him. He's played. He's been a big part of it, but what where's he best at? <laughs> a wing, a slot, an inside guy, that 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 thick wide receiver, smallish tight end combo guy. I don't think he's a boundary guy gonna go win 50-50 balls and go win jump balls and back shoulder fades. Um, he didn't do it last year. So that's that's something I don't think I don't know if he's if that's his strongest position, my Mike, I'm telling you, man, I think this whole thing is just throw this whole two paragraphs away. It's gonna be a total redo, I think, in this in the uh in the spring. great. Eight, uh uh Jaden Greathouse, excuse me. He has to be on the field because he's the probably the most natural route runner. Great hand. Yeah. He's that shifty underneath, dude. Uh he's the closest thing to um well, I'm thinking of the Patriot slots. They had 80 of them, you know, Welker, those types of guys. Uh, Not this year they didn't, as we know, Mike. But anyway, um, you know, but just going back to that trustworthy guy, I think that's him. Faison's got the speed. Who's to say, why can't Faison play outside? The dude is the fastest one in that group. Just get him out there and let him run vertical and go chase it down. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Obviously, they got Mitchell. Mitchell, they want to be a dude, you know, obviously coming in with all the experience. Having Cam in there as a freshman, is that a numbers thing? We'll know after we'll know more after spring what his what his role is. Um yeah if, if he makes it into the top two. But obviously him, Gilbert, those guys, you know, the higher ranked guys are gonna get a shot because they're very good dynamic receivers.
0: Yeah. A couple of thoughts before we move on to tight end Tim. Um Jack notes in his article i'm gonna read it. it says you could project phase on thomas and williams who he has number two in all these as yeah. the starters and the response would be yeah i could see that i mean uh, i i completely agree like if he had it flipped I, I mean you'd probably be arguing the other way and then your other thing about phase tim he's fast but he's not i i just don't think that's his skill set i don't think his skill set's outside receiver i know but, um, but
1: it, it goes back lot. to what we I talked about a thousand times at the end of the season because Greathouse is playing outside, which is not where he's good at. You've got to find a way. If you're going to utilize the best skill wide receivers, you got to find a way to get Greathouse. But that was out of necessity, you know
0: it. So,
1: Greathouse and Faison have to be on the field at times together. So they do. Yeah.
0: Well, you can go ten personnel and play them both, or. you know, whatever it may be, but yeah, I just don't think I don't think like Faison is like a, a route runner, and um, I I think he's more of a slot. But yeah, I mean, if you just put him outside and go, run nine routes all day long, I mean, that's your baby.
1: Like someone just wrote Matt Shelton asked Goolsby about Shelton, Uh fastest dude. That's all he ran was nine routes for Notre Dame during those William years. Just guys. I just
0: think Faison can be more than that. Oh no, slot. I I totally
1: agree as well. I think great house is just a special wide receiver that I mean, they, they got two really good ones. One of them is going to be on the bench and that's going to be um, two of them will be on the bench if they're doing 12 personnel, but I don't think we're going to see a lot of 12 this year. I just don't. No, all
0: right. This is what I'm going to respond with 10. What about 10 personnel? And, and why, why not? Why don't we have both? Why don't we have both on the field? Um, you know, you, you go, you go four receivers, you're going to have two slots. So,
1: It'll be a Douglas talent run game. Now you're looking at true zone read, quarterback-type runs. If you want to go true spread, get everyone to cover receivers, let Riley Leonard run wild. Sound fun? Yeah. And then Mitch Evans, Raritan, Flanagan, enjoy the bench. We'll see you at goal line. Oh, listen, Notre Dame's
0: got to be a multiple offense. You know, Evans can play some X receiver. You know, like, I don't know. I
1: agree. Uh, yeah yeah.
0: it's fun you got a lot you got some exciting tools i think to work with at the receiver position you know i think like i think about a couple years ago Deion colsey you know catching those third and 15 and breaking routes. like i mean he's like one of the last receivers we're talking about on this team he's still a talented player so they're still unproven i mean you're bringing in some good transfers but not proven at notre dame yet um but Jaden definitely. Harrison is a good player, you know. He, I think Jaden Harrison, from what I was told by some sources, the Marshall transfer is like a return guy and quality over quantity in terms of like when he touches the ball. But I don't think some good things are going to happen, big plays, but it might not be a ton. So we'll we'll, we'll see there. But we got to continue along, Tim. Unless you want to go an hour um, here yeah, tonight.
1: Let's go, let's
0: go. Tight end Mitchell Evans one, Eli Raritan two. Um, I I think that that is. Probably pretty accurate. Flanagan, Sherwood, Bauman. Cause you forget Bauman's still on the team. He came in in Michael Mayer's class. Mayer's going into his second year in the NFL. Bauman's you know, still at Notre Dame. Um, so Bauman's coming back. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that would be uh, – you know, of course, Evan's coming back. So that would be – I don't know how much time we need to spend on that, Tim. But I yeah. still think Jack Larson could be a sneaky, play a bigger role as a freshman than you'd expect guy.
1: That will be um well then once again if he's on if he's being that type of role guy does that mean he's the wing player he's the hip he's the slot that means Thomas is not Thomas it's not Greathouse you know you start moving all these types of parts but um my big question is just uh, Mitch Evans you know when does he come back do they do they do they treat him like an Eli Raritan because um, obviously with his injury you know or his injury was what against Pit so that's what the first of November ish late October, whatever that date was. I don't remember. But um, so does he come back like Raritan did against Louisville, which was October timeframe. So um, maybe we won't see Mitch Evans until game five. So, which means it's going to be Raritan Flanagan or your, your surprise pick was Flanagan last year. The dude played in every game. So does Mike Singer go with Mr. Larson this year? Is this- Flanagan, Flanagan was
0: sourced. That was sourced info that when, it, when I said that. I was like, yeah, that's kind of what I'm hearing. Larson's more of a gut gut feeling because I could see him as a move tight end or knock on wood. There's injuries at that position. Um, I, I could just see him because he's he's a pretty good pass-catching receiver. Great. I think he could have a role. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see.
1: He's a hell of a receiver. That dude can catch. His, his yeah. highlight from the special. Yeah. Uh,
0: let's look at the tackles. Left side, Jagasaw, right side, Baker, and then backing up Jagasaw, jack Scott and Lambert, and then right side, has got Wagner. Um, and then, I mean, the others he has listed here, Chan, Absher, Prescott, kind of, I mean, we haven't seen these guys yet, so they really could be tackle or guards, you know. Uh, I mean, they all, especially Absher and Prescott yeah. came in as tackles, but, you know, we'll We'll see, but what are your thoughts on, on yeah, that? I mean,
1: operation? the top three are obviously, you know, Tosh, Mill and Charles. You know, we know those three are going to be battling for two spots. Kirby's not here until the summer. Mm-hmm. So the odds of him being number two, that's that's tough. That's just tough to come in. If you're not here all winter and spring, learning all that, now you're thrown into that come the summer. So we'll see what happens there. The wild card, I mentioned this a week or two ago, is is Absher. He, his, his senior film was outstanding kid is explosive off the ball. He's huge, perfect size for offensive tackle. Does he develop as a true tackle? Because he was never a pass blocker. He played in that, you know, solid split back veer, pound the rock offense in high school. So he's the wild card in spring. He's the one I'm really, really looking forward to learning about the most, just where he slides in. if he If he is a backup or is he going to get moved to a guard, which if that happens, Mike, who in the world are the once again the, the tackles, the backups? It's um, it's going to be because three of them we know we, we know Notre Dame has three tackles. We know Charles Jagasak could play. We know Tosh Baker could play. We know Emil Wagner, if he had to start, could play. I truly believe that. So, you have three. Now it's going to be a battle to see what the four is, but I think going into A and I I wouldn't be surprised if, if it's just the some bull guys, Tosh yep. Baker and uh, Charles. Yeah, it's so, right, so it's
0: it's kind of three guys for two spots on the uh, the guard positions. Oh, too. Jack oh, yeah. Scott Coogan one at left guard. Pendleton, excuse me, uh, Pat Coogan's one at left guard. Pendleton's two, and then the right side, you know, he's got Rocco one, Trout two. Um, yeah, I mean, I could I could hear arguments for like any any two of that three, yeah. um, you know, starting at the guard spots. Yeah, I
1: mean, just I mean, you got three guys that have started football games. Three guys that have played. Big time football. So you you're going into spring. You're going into training camp. The same mindset of we know we have three to play two. We know we have a damn good quality starting backup. You know, assu- assuming all three stay. You know, uh, however that works. Good news. And I think we heard what a few weeks ago that Rocco's definitely going to be back for the spring. Not probably not going to be doing a lot of hitting and all that, but he's going to be out there doing the drills, working. Uh, his knee injury's gone good, so that's really good news from there. But uh, Billy Schrauff is going to start at one of them. The way he played those at the end of the season, he looks like a, a dude for the next couple of years. You're not going to take him out, and it's hard. People always like go poo-poo on Pat Coogan, man, but it's hard to sit someone with 13 starts, 700 snaps, a guy, I, who, a guy who went from dead to starting under Joe Rudolph. No one even talked about him, and he starts 13 games. Yeah. It's hard to say, yeah, it's time for you.
0: All right, Craig Craig is listed at the center position. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. not really any surprise. Dude's a stud um, yeah. and look really good at the end of the season. But I, I think a part of it with Pat Coogan was, you know, Chicago Marist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, had, he picked Notre Dame over some big-time schools yes. um, but didn't have this hyped-up recruitment. Who did? Spindler. You know, picking Notre Dame over Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State in the 21 cycle and highly ranked guy, top 100 prospect, Billy Strouth, top 100 prospect, Wisconsin, you know, Notre Dame was, oh my gosh, that one was like, I think he was rumored to be, you know, like, all right, is he committing this month for like a year straight? It was seriously a really (laughs) long time until he finally committed, so um Maybe even old, a little bit longer than a year. Um, and then uh,
1: just you so know, off of that, that, you know, with Coogan and and so many of you know, e, you know, even going back, you know, even guys on defense, it's like he's going into his second year as a starter. So he's going to take all of that experience and keep growing off of that. So that's it, that's why I say it's hard to sit someone with thirteen starts. So I fully expect him to be in there.
0: Speaking of being in there, folks, when you're in Augie's locker room, excuse me, when you're in South Bend, you got to head over to Augie's locker room. Uh, It is the place for one-of-a-kind Notre Dame items, and uh, it's at a new location, 1733 North Ironwood Drive in South Bend. It's right down the street from Notre Dame. Again, folks, a new location for Augie's locker room, 1733 North Ironwood Drive. Uh, just across the street from Notre Dame. So uh, whether you're a local or you're driving or you're in town for a sporting event, whatever it is, you got to make time and self-bend for Augie's locker room. Check out their wide selection of Notre Dame stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, and one-of-a-kind rockney items. Check out their exclusive Joe Montana signed items and famous sculptor Jerry McKenna's replicas of the bronze statues that you'll find around the stadium. Augie gets new stuff in all the time. If he doesn't have it for you, he's going to go find it, just like he found Goolsby's jerseys that he can find in his suite setup. Uh So visit Augie, 1733 North Ironwood Drive. Visit com. Give him a call, 574-277-6363. Shall we move to the defensive side of the ball, Tim?
1: Yeah, let's go. A bunch of All dudes right. are turning.
0: So this is written by uh Tyler Horka outstanding writer for Viper he's got Patelho 1 uh Burnham 2 Tubihalamanka 3 uh and then in the others category Kanukia Bubakar Traori Where, where's Traoria is he on is he in the defensive end group field end No 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 he
1: no he was in the Viper he had him in okay. the Viper
0: I know, but all I'm, I'm like, did he list him in the other group too? I mean, I you know, uh, Defensive end, you know, uh, is another position where they rotate a good bit, and you know, place. Them yeah, in front for of them.
1: this, I mean, Burnham's been. Uh, he's going to play the field side, from what it you know, from what it sounded like, like he's going to make that move to be the the wide side guy. So, because if they're keeping all three of those, there's no way in the world Bubakar Traore is four string. Yeah. Uh, he's gone. He's transferring if he's four string. Oh, ah, you know, come on. Take it easy. Who the heck wants to sit around and be a four string guy? You know, nobody.
0: Someone's got to be four string guys. <laughs> someone's got oh,
1: to. Oh man. No. Uh, I mean, Botello. Botella is just like a Pat Coogan. Just like, uh, you know, someone's mentioned about Ashton Craig needs to get stronger. Of course, he's only a red shirt freshman. He's going to keep getting stronger. He's only going to be going into his first full year as a starter with some reps on him. So, Jordan Matello is a guy that played Rover. People need to forget he was a Rover. Went played Rover at times, then Viper, back to Rover. He did not finally settle in until that last half of 22. You know, he's been here since 2020. So he finally settled in. He's got one full year of experience under his belt. Expect him to have a bigger year. Burnham, Burnham played with his hand in the ground all season long. So he's going to be a true D end. And uh, it's going to be the battle for number two, which, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Julie Alamac has always been a Mike. I've never understood that move. He's, I mean, he played as a freshman at times as a true Mike backer to really get thumper inside. Bubakar is the most natural pass rusher, a Fosky, a Julian Acquara, that type of guy. So they got to find a way to get him on the field for 25, 30 snaps and just let him wreck havoc.
0: Okay. Uh, moving to the interior defensive line. I think this article was written before the Rubio news broke. And I, I don't know. I, I think some people are just like saying, "No, Rubio's done. That's it." Uh, it's my understanding that he's maybe gonna be back uh, for the spring ball. I, I don't really know, to be completely honest. But yeah, Gabe Rubio is listed at two, but uh, you know, Devin Houston could take kind of take that backup role and and be the spell um, to Howard Cross. Of course, huge news for Notre Dame to keep him um, for another year. And then, uh, also Riley Mills big for the Irish to have him back for, uh, for another year. So you got over at D tackle Riley Mills, then Jason Onye, Donovan Hynish listed here by Horka. So there's nothing really here to discuss
1: them. It's pretty self explanatory. Yeah. I mean, the biggie is obviously just, you know, if Rubio comes back, you know, I'm, I'm sure he was, Not expecting a fifth-year senior and a 6 year senior coming back, and he's going into his fourth year. So that's a tough one to sit back and figure out. Um, Does he want to be a backup all year again and then have one full year as a starter as a fifth-year guy? So I'm sure he's going through a million things thinking of all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the two starters coming back are NFL football players. Mills and, and Howard Cross We get drafted. Had they gone to the NFL, they're getting drafted. But yeah. so Notre Dame is loaded inside. What happens now with some, you know, Devin Houston, who is the scout team player of the year, which means he's playing his butt off at practice. Brendan Vernon, I bet she's going to move inside. So does Vernon Houston? Do they make moves against Heinisch against Anya? Anya's going into his fourth year as a backup. So, do some of these younger guys that have been in the you know higher ranked guys really really super talented linemen do they start to pass up some of these older backups so gonna yeah. be a fun spring
0: yeah Sean Stevelano's listed at defense tackle he's a nose
1: yeah he's never uh, yeah, he, he's
0: like 300 some pounds yeah he's he, he's a nose for sure. he
1: is in one spot and gonna sit there and play um yeah for four years in the A gap enjoy yeah. getting double teamed for the next and then four field years.
0: end yeah RJ Oban Tyson Ford it's also got Aiden Gobira, Brendan Vernon, Bryce Young. Um, it's a pretty pretty talented group.
1: Yeah, open super talented, great get off, um, man. Long as could be, but that's going back to uh, uh, you know uh, Burnham. Burnham's probably going to be the backup. This you know Ford. Ford's one of those third year guys we want to talk about. Of where you know what's he going to do? Been in the system, so they definitely have depth. Going back to Gobira, the same thing. How's he coming back from his knee injury? Is he going to be full go in the spring? Yeah. Super talented uh, player who missed all of last year, as we know, got hurt in training camp. So, yeah. DM, um, I mean, they got they got a bunch of dudes. They need to find an elite pass rusher, and I think that that hidden guy is is, is Trey You know, unless Botella just kicks it into a gear into his fifth year after being at the same position for the first time in his career, back to back season. So we'll see what happens there.
0: It is nice to look go through some of these positions. You're just like, man. There's a lot of guys. Like it's some good problems to have. I feel like where you're like, not gonna. they stay healthy and everything? Yeah. I mean, um, I was optimistic about the receiver group going into last year, and then you know by the Duke game, they have three healthy guys on scholarship. Um, so that that's that's how it can be. All right, so this is kind of an interesting thing. Now Notre Dame's going to live so much in the nickel, so you don't know how much they're actually going to have. A will Mike and Rover are on the field at the same time, but you know these guys are all going to play. So at will, he's got Bowen one, Zinter two, Mike, Jack Kaiser one, Kingston two, and Rover Sneed, and then Osberry. What what's your read?
1: Yeah, yeah, my opinion is just we quit talking about Rover. Uh, it's it's going to get used. Um, Goal line teams with two tight ends when it's third and one. I mean, we don't see it. It's it's single digits every game when you got three backers. You know, like I I chart every play when I'm watching it and we do our live show together of just three linebackers, three, and it's single digits. So throw get rid of it. I mean, Notre Dame's not a three linebacker defense, and and that's fine. It's a matchup defense, and that's and they don't need three backers out there. So it is going to be wild because Kaiser's not a mic to me. I don't think he's going to be a thumper, a fill guy, a the read and react type of guy that we see, saw with J.D. Bertrand. So is the mic going to be Bowen and, you know, Kingston, you know, I'll say just going at it. Are those two guys just going to battle like crazy for the mic? And then your will is Kaiser. And then the wild of, of wild cards heading into year three is Jalen Snead. It's like, is he going to, is he just a gadget guy? Is he just your your dying pass rusher. Is he just your Maris Leofal who's on the field in certain packages and things of that nature? So heading into game one, I would think it's Bowen at Mike, Kaiser at Will, right? I mean, Kaiser came back to start, so you know he's starting somewhere, and I think that would be Will, which he's played the most of his... Five- I mean, he's going into his sixth year, so yeah, he's had five years of playing Will. And I know he's playing Rover, but they don't But he was only on the field in rover and really goal line type situations. I'm I'm with you. I mean,
0: the Sneed thing—it's you can be that gadget guy, and you probably still get drafted, just like Marist will. I'm guessing is going to get drafted. I don't pay attention a whole lot to the NFL draft stuff, but but it's you're just not at that point living up to the five star ranking that you had by on three. Still, really good player, but it's just not. To that, that hype kind of like Chris Tyree. It's like, all right, you know, you could go play in the NFL, but you're not that your career is not what we thought it was going to be. You know, didn't live up to that hype, still a really good player. I like Kaiser Will, and then I'm not sleeping on Kingston yep. for for Mike still. at all. That's going to be really interesting between him
1: and Bowen. Um, and then the fifth one, uh, Mike, I mean, with you know. You go, you know, probably one of the most physical guys out there who could run and hit is Jay Osbury. So Jay Osbury is a redshirt. He's going to play
0: football for this third team this spring. year. He's going to be playing. So and he's
1: going into spring as a third stringer. So where does he find his role? You know, it's going to be. There's a very good linebackers. I mean, as as you've talked a thousand times, they have recruited linebackers. This is a really good core yeah. group. But they're too deep and solid. So. And then you still got to find a piece for a couple of these guys. And when we say gadget and packages, Notre Dame lives in these things. Yeah, I mean, yeah they're a lot. Events, yeah. Every play, if you if they shut them down on first down, it's second and eight. They're in this scheme. If it's third and nine, they're mm-hmm. going to their Aztec, which is dime, one hundred percent of the time. Yep. They're going, but their front is constantly changing. There's times where there's only one down lineman on the field. Heck, Mills was out of the package all last season. It was. I mean they they moved Jordan Mattello to a three tech last year in that package. He was the three tech cross the nose. And then you had you know JJB and Maris as your rush ends. And then Sneed evolved into that as well. So they're a constant package rotation thing. So if you're not the starter on first down, it's like don't get frustrated. You're gonna play a lot of snaps.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um moving along, I don't think we really need to talk about. Um, you know, Ben Morrison, he's going to uh play his last season. Goodbye, have fun in the NFL. Um, thank you for your, your three years. Field corner, Gray versus Mickey's gonna be really interesting. I think Christian Gray, like Mickey's a really good player. Christian Gray's ceiling is just so incredibly high. Like his God-given abilities, um, his speed and, and his length, and um, and Mickey's going to play a ton of ball as well. Like th- these guys are all gonna play. Um, And and yeah, Mickey's been been pretty good. Um, So the first, I mean, this sentence that uh, Tyler wrote here: Mickey started the sumble, but Gray ended up playing five more snaps. Um, So that that's actually interesting. So he says feels like Gray is trending towards taking over for, um, you know, for that Cam Hart position. So uh, yeah, and then uh, in the slot position, as you would expect, Jordan Clark, Notre Dame, brought him in um, to be that like for like Thomas Harper replacement.
1: Yeah, I mean the. I mean, the corners are going to be. I mean, (laughs) the corner spot to replace Cam is going to be like the middle linebacker. You got to replace JD Bertrand, Cam Hart. Those battles are going to be vicious. That's why
0: when you talk about the backup quarterback thing, I'm like, this is way more interesting than. Oh no! I I mean,
1: I mean, obviously these positions are going to impact immediately, but at the same time, they're going to play a lot of guys. I mean, Mickey and Gray could easily rotate and have no issue. They could rotate at at Mike Backer. You know, the, I mean, my position for the backup QB, I'll just say over and over again, is just setting up for 25 to stop the portal. That's why that's so important. But Mickey, I'm with you, man. I think Christian Gray wins this thing. I think he's just a, he's an NFL-looking corner. The dude looks like he could play in the NFL in a couple of years. So I just have a feeling he's going to be out there. And Mickey's a pit bull, though. Do not underestimate that dude. High-end football out of Corona Centennial. Played against Bosco, Modern Day, all those guys each and every year is the big public school out there. So that I mean, he, he's a pit bull. That dude's yeah. vicious. He's vicious, and uh, so he, he's gonna he's gonna play his butt off to get on. Some that of that in, interesting tidbits for you guys.
0: I remember talking to a source on the Irish side of things early in the fall, and the feeling was like this has got to be like the, the national championship team, like a team to you know to to make that run. Because next year's team, you're losing a ton on defense. It's going to be a rebuild here on that side of the ball. But what's happened is you brought back Xavier. Uh, we'll talk about what's in a second. You brought back uh, Howard Mills and Riley. Come on, Singer. Howard Cross and Riley Mills. Tim, when we just went through that, and I know they if they would have lost those guys, they'd probably just go to the portal, right? But Oh, yes. Who knows? if. You, you, you know, guy. portal is what it is, but like, man, you lose Cross and Mills, and you, I mean, you don't ever really know what you're getting in the portal, guys. You got a good idea, but still, you, you don't truly know. The interior defensive line goes from a huge question mark, if you don't have those guys come back, to wow, is that damn good. Look at the safeties, Tim. And yeah, thank God that they kept Xavier Watts. I mean, think they would have to go get another portal guy and, and to replace Watts. I mean, left safety here is Rod Hurd. He it like was kind of a to use that term gadget from I haven't watched a ton of Northwestern football. Um, but like, you know, kind of played some different roles in that defense, and it's like I don't think he ever played true safety, but he showed enough on film where Notre Dame's able to kind of translate him to a safety. Um, So it's like, yeah. I was told it wasn't a fantastic safety portal here. Um, So, yeah, this is a much stronger defense now. Um, Than what it was looking like, you know, when Notre Dame starting to project what next year could look like, you know, for the Irish to try to make another run at this thing. So a long way to to kind of go back to the safety spot, Heard and Watts. What you would expect behind those two guys is not is there's obviously talent, but just we know nothing about Ben Minnick and Don Schuler and, and these freshmen coming in.
1: No, you're right. I mean, it's but Schuler played a bunch. In that ball game, he looks the part. Super athletic. You have, you know, you got to think he's going to have a shot to. um, I mean, you, you know, we talked on the slot corner with, uh, you know, the nickel there with Lewis and Clark. Lewis and Clark. There you go. Holy moly! How about that traveling the world together? But, um, I mean, Clark. I mean, can Clark play safety? You know, if Clarence Lewis, because Clarence Lewis has played nickel, so it's not like he's never played that before. He has been on the field playing that a bunch. He was Harper's. Main backup last year. He was the one that went into there. It was Henderson that what the year before as a main backup. So and Mickey. So do they move a few of those guys around? That's going to be interesting in there. Um is just going to, I think he's going to find a way to get on the field. Um, I, I really do. I just think he's super talented. Birdman, like you said, a thousand reps at Northwestern. The guy has played a boatload of football. So he's coming into be a Brandon Joseph type guy, a guy with a lot of experience, a lot of reps, played high end football that you know could play 55 snaps if needed on a Saturday on the back end and and uh, and use that experience.
0: Tim, we had a couple more topics. I'm going to trust that you when I text you um not next to not, not well not next Wednesday morning. Okay. The, the, so the morning of the 21st when I say topics question mark um, the next two things that we're about to talk about, we're gonna have to say for next week.
1: Uh, I should because- have a topic from last week I wanted to bring up. So, what was, at, what was it? I don't know. It's on a piece of paper somewhere. But, but oh, it's uh, start getting into some of those too early uh, playoff predictions that are coming out, which I definitely want to dive into and really get into a little bit of that for Notre Dame. Dissect Notre Dame's schedule, how it, how it's gonna boom up there with the other ones, because um, the schedule's tailor made if they handle business. So. Uh, just a few issues for us to start getting into here in the next two weeks, as, and then after we talk about that for a couple of weeks, it's spring ball, Mike. Yeah, spring ball, and then we got our live show post. Man, it, this thing's starting to roll. It's starting to roll,
0: for sure. So we are going to end tonight's show. Tim and I have some more, uh, more work we gotta we gotta do in preparation for you know just recruiting and 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 whatnot so we are going to end the show there really appreciate you guys for tuning in live if you're watching back or listening to the podcast version of the show hit the thumbs up if you're on youtube of course subscribe to the channel if you have not done so yet and uh leave us a kind review wherever you listen to your podcast balloongold.com is your home for notre dame fighting irish football uh and recruiting and uh we, our offer for you guys is a buck for two months. So you just pay a dollar. That's going to get you two months of access when you use the promo code UND1. So please check that out over at Blueandgold.com
1: and the link, the link to get the recruiting the Blue recruiting Gold. User. Yeah, we post that somewhere for everybody.
0: BlueGoldOnline.com. I'm going to throw it in the chat one more time. BlueGoldOnline.com. Um, so please do uh, check that out. I think it's. I mean, the magazine of 80 pages, just the information, and it's a keepsake. You're going to have it for years. If you're just getting a single copy, I think it's 5 bucks plus shipping. I mean, it, it really is uh, a, a steal of a deal. I don't know how it's not a lot more expensive than that. Um, so, uh, yeah, check it out, bluegoldonline.com. He is Tim Hyde. I'm Mike Singer. Appreciate you all for watching. And as always, We will catch you next time. It won't be next Wednesday, the Wednesday afterwards, but I'll have my recruiting show live on Friday afternoon with Kyle Kelly. Again, thank you, folks, for for tuning in, and we will catch you next time.